0: We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be.
1: M. Rossiano.
0: But I shouldn't be allowed to cut hair with dog clippers. And yet there I was.
1: <laughs> and Michael Lucas. Goodbye. Enjoy purgatory. This is M. Salation.
0: It wasn't like a weird death mermaid shell that you'd get
2: into. Because if it was actually marketed as a death mermaid <laughs> shell, I actually think you would get into it.
1: <laughs> You're in Emsolation.
0: Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my very best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Hello. Welcome to the last live emsalation for 2023. Next week, you'll be getting the Marriage Diaries, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then the following week which is christmas week monday tuesday wednesday you'll be getting the marriage diaries i had a really long think about it and saw an article that said december 11th is when the majority of relationships end this date was first discovered because it was determined that the most facebook relationship status changes to single on december the 11th and when you think about it we're close to christmas Perhaps you're reflecting on things because it's getting toward the end of the year and you're realising you want to make a change in your life or maybe you've only been together for a little amount of time and Christmas makes things feel a bit more serious. I don't know. Anyway, I know that any time Scott and I have broken up, it's been in December and I just thought and I know the extra subscribers won't mind the marriage diaries have been so helpful. And it's just basically listening to Scott and I hash out our issues, truly. And we do it in a way, I think we're both on our best behavior because the mics are in front of us. So you're going to be getting six, six episodes of Solation over the next couple of weeks. For free. Enjoy that. Hey, it's been a pretty marvelous year in terms of this show. And I'm not gonna, I don't wanna get emotional, but I've managed to build something that it's kind of this destination that I never thought possible for someone like me because I found it so hard to work in other environments. I just thought I was kind of destined to bounce around, never really belonging to anything. And this podcast and the community that it has spawned, all of you, obviously, the Emulators. I just want it to continue growing and, and I want this thing to become as big as it possibly can and so you're all a part of that. Just by listening now, every time you download us, stream us, share us, engage with something on social media, it helps this thing that we've built grow. I'm currently at home. I'm, I am don't know how this is sounding. I'm sorry if the sound, I know the sound isn't as pristine as usual, but I have had COVID. I'm negative today for the first time, thank goodness. But I, of course, ended the year with COVID, which will surprise nobody because I pretty much ran myself into the ground again. But I just wanted to, briefly say, thank you very much for being here and being a part of this community. We're not going to be doing a big kind of wind up to do because that was last week's episode, but it felt weird, Michael and I not coming on one last time and just having a chit chat. So we're going to be talking about Saltburn, a movie that we've both seen now. Um, And yeah, it's really dividing people. (laughs) It's quite a hectic film, I have to say. We also talk about Michael's 15 actor nominations for the Newsreader Season 2. How exciting. We talk about me floating in a tank full of salt water. I don't know. There's a lot of meandering, a lot of side quests. We're both pretty tired. It's a pretty... We didn't put on an act. We're unmasked and we were truly exhausted for your listening pleasure. So sit back, relax, enjoy. For the last time... I will be saying this to you all. Play the music. Emsulators, you're only a what-if away from creating the perfect holiday. And right now, Emsalation listeners can get 10% off selected hotels. Go to whatif.com forward slash listen for details. What if it's Aussie for travel?
1: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas, this is M. Salation.
0: I know. I'm such a faker. No, I can do it. I can do it. Let Off me go. go. I'm already getting... I don't know if I
2: can. <laughs> this is the most limping... What everyone's about to hear is a podcast of two people limping to the finish line, except I don't even really have a finish line.
0: I I just have a date but. I thought of you today when I thought, God, it's not too bad. You're going to be done by when? March?
2: That, yeah, we're at the start of December. (laughs) I mean, this is peak for me because (gasps) I have to get all the scripts ready for the shoot and and then obviously it stays bedlam but, yeah, this is. In fact, I would say this week right now because I'm meeting every cast member. And yeah,
0: yay. Anyway, sorry. I'm just finishing up. So, but now I have to go through, and you wouldn't understand this because you're a footloose and fancy-free gay man. Yeah. I now have to reclaim my house, in terms of fight it back from the grime and the lack of washing and the lack of care. That's
2: the grime's started to win.
0: Is that what you're saying? The grime. The grime has won. Like I am now, but a guest to our new evil overlords, and I have to somehow battle them back. Whilst recovering from COVID. But it's fine. You, Michael Lucas, have 15 Actor Award nominations. I'm hitting the applause button and Zig's going to put it in.
2: Uh, not me personally. The show. Ah. In fact, I only have the one. Ah. But yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you if for this applause. this were me...
0: I would just have a T-shirt that said 15 award, Actor Award Nominee. Like, don't clarify. Because do you know what, Michael Lucas? There is no newsreader without you. So they are your award
2: nominations. I suppose you could look at it that way. <laughs> 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 I don't know.
0: What do you yeah. mean? You, you, you created this thing from your own very brain.
2: Yeah, I know. That's true. But then, you know, I create lots of things from my own very brain. They don't always end up at this destination, but it's delightful that this one has thanks to everything that everyone's put in, including me. (laughs) Okay, give me the list. What are the 15
0: categories? I know you know them.
2: I do, but hang on. Okay, here we go. Best drama, best lead actor, Mm -hmm. Anatov. Best Mm -hmm. lead, sorry, actor is Sam Reed. Best lead actress, Anatov, Best supporting actor to Hunter Page Lashard and... William McInnes, best supporting actress to Michelle Lim Davidson and to Mark Downey, best casting, best screenplay, Adrian Russell Wills, The Hungry Truth, best e- editing, Angie Higgins. Um, I've got five more to go. Jesus. Um, best cinematography to Earl Dresner, best production design to uh, to Patty, our b- brilliant um, production designer who um, also I have to say design, Patty Reardon, his name is design, Muriel's Wedding. Oh. What am I up to? Twelve. Best director. Best director, Emma Freeman. Sound, uh, our whole sound team, Nick, Ralph, Liesl. I think I've covered them. Mm -hmm. There is one more. Jesus Christ. Casting, did I say casting? Nathan Lloyd? I said, oh, my God. Costume. (laughs) Zed for costume. And that's it. There we go. Beautiful. And so... Wait, you don't
0: personally get your name read out? Yeah, I do. Well,
2: yes, I do because if if it wins best drama, then it's producers Michael Lucas yes. and Joanna Werner. Yeah, so I do. Yes, amazing!
0: Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. Surely you're feeling. I'm trying to weasel it out of you, but I like are you are you frothing? Are you just like, oh my god, I'm I'm really good? Is that how you're feeling? <laughs>
2: It happened it's happened at a funny time, just simply because we are just about to start season three, and I'm just consumed with that and trying to like get that in a in you know, get, it's a huge push of work right towards the end. Um so it's funny that it's landed at a time when I'm so busy. I don't know. It's always isn't it always the amazing thing that like if you told me a while back, guess what? The second season, you're not going to have a sophomore slump. You're going to come out and you're going to be the most nominated show again. I was, I genuinely was surprised. There's some big hitting shows this year, yes. some huge, like, you know, your Lost Flowers of Ellis Hart with Sigourney Weaver and all those sort of things. So I was surprised that we got the most. But, uh, yeah, and it was really nice messaging people. Yeah. Yeah, that was great.
0: And when we think back to the guy who was rejected from writing a Home and Away script or whatever it Almost was. Reject.
2: Yeah, no, 100% it was twice. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote my spec home and away scripts and I sent it in going, would you consider employing me? No, no.
0: God, wouldn't Alsa and Alf have sounded different if you had got your hands on them?
2: Uh, I don't know. I was trying hard to make I was making sure it was a your flaming guitar. Galah, sorry, galah a few times. I was trying to copy the voice. Anyway, no, It's great. It is. And um, we are also in the middle of shooting when that happens, but they put it on a Saturday, so that's convenient for us. So we'll hopefully fly on up to the Gold Coast in sweltering height of February. Mm. And we'll see. We'll see if I know everyone wants to know whether Anna and Sam are going to be on the red carpet. And of course I wouldn't dare predict. But
0: if I, know I that had I'll to predict
2: advocate. Yeah. If, what like if I, predict if I had
0: to predict absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mark Downey and Michelle Lynn Davidson will be there. Love it. Hunter Paisley Sharp will be there, absolutely.
0: Well, I'm very proud of you. It's very exciting. And, like, we need to think about our outfits, not mine, yours,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, what kind of suit we're going to go for. I feel like maybe linen, something lighter weight, because mm-hmm. it is Gold Coast February. I'll start workshopping. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Thank I can't you. wait. Appreciate, appreciate right, I appreciate it. All right, Segway Harp. I was sent a link. One of the perks of being in the media is that you do get advanced screeners for certain Mm. things. And in my inbox arrived Saltburn today from the Amazon Prime Girls.
1: Well, why don't you come home with me? Come to Saltburn. Mr. Quick. Wow. And here he is now. Oh, what beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minger.
0: Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted.
1: I had them hang up an old school dinner jacket. We dressed for dinner here. Dressed for dinner? Yeah, it's like yeah, it was like black tie. I think I like you even more than last year's one. You're so um. So what?
0: Real. It's out in cinemas at the moment. My daughters went and saw it the other night.
2: Fair to say, most talked about film of the year, maybe.
0: I would I would say oh also no, Barbie
2: would be not nah, Barbie. But the most sort of debated it is, it. is it a travesty or is it brilliant or is it somewhere in between?
0: Mm. And my kid said to me, take a picture of yourself before you watch and take a picture of yourself (laughs) at the end. So I did a little video for both and I understand now why. So the girls went off and watched it in the cinema together, which I don't know if I could sit with my sibling and watch a movie where a man licks cum off a bath. And I'm really glad I didn't watch it with my daughters too. There's a double (laughs)
2: thing. See, weirdly, I'd had so much hype about how shocking it was. That when I finally saw it, I was a bit like, oh,
0: is that it? Same.
2: Just a bit of cum guzzling in a bath. I mean
0: And and diluted good cum guzzling. It wasn't like fresh from the source. It had been mixed in bath water. Well, yes, how
2: much soap was in that bath?
0: It wasn't that. Yeah, the way it had been painted to me was like Yeah. I I, I was bored. <laughs> I'll be honest.
2: Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah,
0: I got a bit bored. I think it's visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like a couple. It's like a love letter to the Great Gatsby, to Cruel Intentions, to the Royal Tenenbaums,
2: talented it, Mr. Ripley.
0: Yeah, talented Mr. Ripley. It's very beautiful, but some of the shock stuff felt like contextless. Like yes, is that a word?
2: Yeah, there were definite times where it felt like I guess there was an effort to just shock, for, shock for shock value.
0: Yeah. I read, it, I read a review where it said it had good vibes mm. but not enough substance and I thoroughly agree with that in terms of a vibe. Yeah, oh, the whole film was a mood for sure. Oh, it's a mood. It's a total mood and it took me there. But they said it was set in 2006 but they were watching Superbad that came out in 2007 and Dancing oh. to um, Flow Rida that came out in 2008 and these are just the things that – my brain gets annoyed with.
2: Yes, they haven't counted on. (laughs) The (laughs) magic brain viewer.
0: The story is they're at Oxford 2006 and very wealthy, aristocratic, hot Jacob Elordi, kind of adopts down and out scholarship kid, takes him home for the summer and bonkersness ensues. Mm. The standout performance for me is Rosamund Pike as the mother. Oh, bliss, 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 bliss. Oh, this song. God, I haven't heard this song in forever. (sighs) I used to hang out with them all, actually, when I was modelling. Britpop, Blur, Oasis, goth parties.
2: But then, of course, Common People came out and everybody thought it was written about me, which was completely mortifying and ridiculous. I mean, I barely knew Jarvis. What? But she came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. It couldn't have been me. I'd never wanted to know anything. Holy shit. Plays Jacob Elordi's mother and obviously was born to play an incredibly privileged, slightly deluded woman.
0: Just fantastic.
2: Oh, and also I have to say Carrie Mulligan, who's a house guest for a while. Yes. Not for very long. But (laughs) the two of them, I wanted to be in that movie. I agree. And it's weird. When something's dealing with, like, repressed gay sexual obsession and... Like that's what they're competing with. Like, and every instinct in my body wants to go with the repressed gay sexual obsession, but, but they were they were amazing. Oh my mm. god.
0: Mm. And I just I understand why it's dividing people. And I think, look, Emerald Fennell, obviously promising young woman. Yes. Second movie.
2: Also, in between, did a West End show with Andrew Lloyd Webber called Bad Cinderella. Oh, That's Before right. Shut down. Yeah.
0: And we love that. We love the female director. We love her taking big swings.
2: Did a bit of Killing Eve. I think she did the second season.
0: Yeah. And also my daughter's, I think, it's a generational thing. They liked it, TikTok generation. Do you know what I mean? It feels like this is a real line in the sand between people like us, who love good character development and an arc, and a reason for a guy dancing with his dick out to Murder
2: on the Dance floor by Sophie Ellis Beckstar. Not that you need a reason. Uh, No. But let's (laughs) be face it, the reason was tenuous. But we're all happy to be there. Turns out I do need a reason. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> Turns out if there isn't one available, you'll just invent one. <laughs> it was. It did feel like it was almost begging for a TikTok reaction, and I'm sure they're out there. Oh, they
0: are. There are, mm. and people are probably already learning the curry for the final dance. But I don't know. I reckon it's definitely worth watching. It'll be out on Amazon Prime like next week, so you don't have to go to the movies. I don't think I'd want to watch. That will be a big penis on IMAX. There's a scene that you'll. all... I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a. Yeah, no. The, the, with the, the the graveyard, that
2: scene. Oh one, yeah, that, that was that, by really. The, by that stage, I was just kind of like, okay, let's yeah. let's just spoil it. Why? Why? I mean, come on. Switch
1: off if you don't want to hear this. Spoiler alert. To avoid the spoilers, scan forward 90 seconds.
0: Spoiler are we allowed to talk about
2: it? I think we are now. Okay, spoiler, okay. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. No one watched, but anyway, Jacob Lordy, he, hes hes dead at the end. There's a little high death rate. In this oh film. wow! <laughs> and then, and then the guy that's in love with him, Barry Keon or whatever his name is, goes to the grave, which is freshly dug, still mm. a lot of soil on top, and then starts lying down on it. And, you know, having an emotional I started getting uncomfortable at this point. I want you to know. I just saw what was coming. Me too. Uh, uh, Literally. <laughs> yeah, and then just pulls down his pants and starts fucking the grave. <laughs> it's not often you say that. Someone types that. <laughs> See, he he just humps the fresh grave. <laughs> oh, but, but weirdly I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, this is <laughs> the movie we're in, sure.
0: <laughs> Didn't question it.
2: I didn't question it, it at all. I mean, I was like, "Okay, come on, like the shock values." We've, yeah,
0: right. But again, like, sure, if it made sense for him to pop his penis in some fresh mulch in some fresh mulch on a grave site, but again, it just felt like another drop in, like a what well, someone pressed the shock button just because it's been too long. I just yeah, felt like someone saying is...
2: I want a TikTok reaction to this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't yeah. It wasn't massively justified and also there's just this enduring question was was the lust real or was it all calculated and or was it both and I felt like mm. it was like depending on the scene it could be either way.
0: Mm. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a solid 3 out of 5 because it was beautiful to look at. All right, so, look, watch Soul Burn, but just maybe don't watch it with your children. You know what I feel like? Watch it the way I did on your laptop, laying in bed. I was munching on a dry salada. I paused it a few times, you know, to do other things, but it's okay. Mm. Yeah.
2: I, I was happy to have watched it and I thought it was fun. As you say, <laughs> who doesn't want to see someone dance to Sophie Ellis Bexter with their cock out?
0: Wow we should call the episode that Segway
2: harp I don't think you should replace those those things I think it, you should just be saying them now It feels appropriate for the last step it feels like it feels like a real the wheels have come off but at this point everyone knows what you mean anyway.
0: And sequo-hop. You know, the wheels have come off because I am coming to you live from my very messy wardrobe. Oh. Yeah, I've had to turn the
2: video off because the internet's so bad. makes me happy to think of you, though, in your wardrobe because I know it's a loved place.
0: It is, but not when it looks like it's really messy and it's making me anxious.
2: Oh, it's a reminder of, of the ineptitude and decay of I'm the out of con-
0: I'm out of control. My house is out of control. Like I realised Elio and I were talking, he did not have Elio's never had a friend over to our house. He's nearly five, because every time we think about inviting someone over, the house is too messy. And bear in mind, Elio doesn't really mind. It's not he doesn't really like other people coming to our house for some reason. He always whenever my mother or father turns up, he says, "What are you doing here? How long are you staying?" They're the two things he says. Well, he's a he's a COVID child. He is a COVID child, but like. I'm so out of control and I don't know how to wrestle it back and I fear I'm going to spend my four weeks off cleaning up. Like, I don't want that, Michael.
2: No, I don't want it for you either. I just... You can't. You just need to... Can't you, like, corral the troops and...
0: You never have to squeeze your job around housework. Like... And just admin shit.
2: You never have ever. Oh, admin things sometimes happens, but not like only for me. Not for the rest. No, I don't have. I don't have dependence.
0: Oh my god, I sometimes think about what would I have achieved if I wasn't squeezing my professional stuff around my private stuff. Imagine what I could have done.
2: <laughs> but I'm. Yeah, just but then you it. wouldn't have the. You 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 love you love your family.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean I want to clean up after them for the rest of my yeah, life. You can
2: still probably have your family without having to do quite so much cleaning up after them.
0: But I just, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't like asking my daughters to do their fair share because I don't want them to think badly of me when I'm dead. Wow. That's, that's the honest truth. I'm trying to control my own narrative from beyond the grave. That's the
2: truth. Also the notion that you're taking your last dying breath. And Chella's like, "Mom, honestly, the amount of time that you insisted I vacuum, unreasonable. Shit. Goodbye. <laughs> Enjoy purgatory.
0: <laughs> no, but um, I just... I just don't want some someone to say, oh, you know, what do you think of when we talk about your mum? And they're like, oh, the cleaning. I just don't want that. But I obsess about it so much and complain about it so much. I fear that I've manifested what I was trying to
2: avoid. I don't think you should worry about it. I remember my mum, I don't think she was ahead of the curve doing this. She was like, I hate ironing. I hate it and I'm not going to do it for you. You need to, if if, if you can go to school and learn trigonometry and everything. You can fucking iron and you're going to. And if you ever want to wear any clothes that look relatively decent, you just have to start doing it. And I'm not I'm not holding it against her. I think mean, great. I mean, I, did I just start neglecting ironing altogether? Sure, that's what I did. But I respected it. But the hard thing is I make a lot of the mess. Like
0: I have yeah. to also own that. But also oh, I don't know, I just want them to do more but I feel bad about asking them and then I resent them because I don't ask them. But when I do ask them, I get this, mm, all right. and because I'm sensitive to tone and I like feel bad and then I just go, don't worry about it, I'll do it. And then and then, once every three months I just tee off and become the she-devil and just walk around, nobody helps out. Like I have a complete meltdown and that happens <laughs> four times a year.
2: <laughs> I would say, I mean not that I want to get psychoanalytical, but you can be the queen of the unspoken desire for someone's behaviour. Absolutely. Like like, like. there's something that someone's doing or more likely not doing that is pissing you off and it will well. It will, it will sit oh,
0: there. <laughs> oh, I see what you're getting at, you little shit. No, it's true.
2: I'm not saying, but it is, it's, <laughs> it's true. Like it, it, you, often you find like, fuck, I have failed a test. I didn't even know I was sitting.
0: <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> that My husband has been on the secret sex trials for the last 23 years and he doesn't know.
2: You should. That would be an amazing reveal when you're like, Scott, you never knew this. But there is an intricate points calculation system that's directly related to how much sex you get. And if you want to know why you've had so little in recent years, because you've persistently failed. Did you know you were playing this game? No, you didn't. (laughs) But you've lost it. You've lost it again and again and again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are... Glenn Close at the Oscars, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Gayest reference I could think of.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are. you've, And it's just embarrassing because you've hit the point where you're wearing a complete gold lame gown and you're still lost. <laughs> you're just out there.
0: No, it's fine. You know what we're going to do? Uh, on december the 11th is the day that statistically most people break up
2: right under normal circumstances i would ask how the hell do you know that How have you retained that information with your own just accept it okay sure you've <laughs> that's a statistic you found you probably filed that one away in about 2002 and it's come out now okay is it why pray tell because everyone's facing christmas
0: I think so. I mean, there's whole articles about it. I don't know. I didn't research. I didn't want to. It was grim. So what I'm going to do is we're going to put out all the marriage diaries over the next two weeks. So starting next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to unleash mine and Scott's conversations that were previously only available to subscribers because every time Scott and I have broken up, and let's be honest, there's been a few, it's been in December.
2: Okay, but are you going to release them because you found that last year he was almost like shamed into taking action and you're hoping for that effect again no. with a wider audience? No, I'm wanting okay, to help why?
0: other relationships. Okay. And I also know <laughs> Sorry that- to
2: impugn your motivations. Oh, okay, yeah, right, right, right. So you feel like through people listening to you and Scott in the Marriage Diaries will inspire them as they go through their difficult rocky December
0: correct and be like, Jesus, if these two idiots can last and they can get through December. I mean, it is only mid-December and Scott and I have not seen each other basically since December the 1st because I was in Sydney for a week and then I've had COVID. So I feel like if we can just avoid each other for another two weeks, we might survive December. (laughs)
2: This is a woman who has done so much relationship counselling in her life and she's ended up, my strategy is, we just don't see each other at all. Nothing to do with each other. That's that's our best play.
0: My darlings, there's never been a better time to holiday in our own backyard. So as the end of the year approaches, here's something fun. Why not put together your ideal New Year's getaway or event Start building your ultimate bucket list of holiday escapes for 2024. Best thing is, with the What If app, you can book now, then pay when you arrive at select hotels, which is super helpful if you like knowing things are locked in but also need time to add to the holiday budget. From finally exploring the amazing beaches of Broome or Ningaloo in Western Australia to taking in one of the amazing outback escapes right around this country, you can experience more in 2024 on the What If app. With accommodation, flights and more, you're only a What If away from crafting your ultimate homegrown holiday. What If? It's Aussie for travel.
1: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M.
0: This is our very last episode for the year, yeah. and I wanted to ask you, what was your highlight from? I bet you our highlight's the same. What's your highlight from this year?
2: Renaissance. Yeah,
0: Renaissance. <laughs> okay.
2: So I know it's disappointing, isn't it? Because such a predictable answer.
0: The whole trip.
2: The whole trip... But what a crescendo. But, yes, the whole trip.
0: I can't even tell you. I'm still basking in the warmth. I look at the photos every night. I look at the photos every night before I go to sleep of our time in New York, of our time in Palm Springs. I watch the hike videos. My iPhone makes little, like, you know, compilations for me and so I've been watching those. But that trip... I, I think I can die on that trip. Like if I never travel ever again, what a time, Michael Lucas. Don't die.
2: But also I feel like that trip, see, I see it as like, I feel like that set a pretty good template for, for um, future expeditions because I feel like we're now so settled in what we like and don't like. Oh, that's hopeful. What?
0: <laughs> that's ambitious to think that I'll be able to do another thing like that within the next 20 years.
2: Oh, you will be able to. Not, I mean, you know, obviously you, you you have a small child.
0: Oh, God, this is such a mess. I had to cut his hair because he refused to go to the hairdressers and it was such a bad job and he wouldn't let me finish it. So he's been walking around looking like pe- Peaky Blinders and then, like, I've been able to finally get at it today when I was negative, but he has had five days of Peaky Blinders hair and, of course, the kinder took a photo of him and stuck it on the front cover of his Kinder Reflections book in which he said his favourite thing is to go to the play centre with his carer. I didn't get a mention on any of the pages in the Kinder Reflections book, nary a photo of me, the drop-off queen who has to deal with everything. No, blots of Scott. Scott got a photo planting a tree.
2: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's (gasps) offensive. Um, Look, I think that you're, for Elio, the air that he breathes. Thank you. You're just so omnipresent and everything that it's almost like he can't see you. Thank you. Thank you. I, should. I don't know. I mean, I sincerely mean that.
0: No, I, I know, but I shouldn't be allowed to cut hair with dog clippers. And yet there I was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think that's a, yeah, that argument <laughs> argues itself.
0: <laughs> well, I think, like, I think that might be it. I know this is a
2: strange, I know normally we do a big to do and. Well, we did that last time. Any final words for the year?
0: I don't fucking know. (laughs) Oh god, it's just been—it's been a long year. I've achieved a lot. You've achieved a
2: lot. Took the podcast independent. Yeah. You've taken busy working mum to the next level.
0: I know, but I'm burnt out again, Mm. and I'm a shell again, and. I wrote myself a little letter at the end of last year that I found in my bedside drawer, and I was cleaning it out this week, and it made me really sad because oh. not much has changed since I wrote that letter. And I and I promised myself that I wouldn't end the year feeling like I feel right now. So I don't know how to do life better, so that I'm not like this at the end of twenty twenty four. I don't know. Mm. That's that's something for me to figure out. I think. Yeah. So that's my reflection. <laughs> but thanks for a great year. It's been amazing.
2: Yeah. I, tell, I go, why don't you go to your family and say, I'm going to ask us all, let's communally clean the house and then secondly, not hate me when I die. I'm going to need that assurance from you all.
0: Because everyone's neurodivergent in this house and Scotch. nobody wants to do boring tasks. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do it. Mm. And I know the punish it is to do them and I, I hate putting my daughters through the punish of the menial tasks. Mm. But they need to do them. But do they? I don't know. Oh, God, I'm having another existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we haven't spoken about? Before what? you go, Segway Harp, the float.
2: I floated. <gasps> I know. I, look. Wow! I didn't. You didn't tell me you were doing it. I saw nah. it on Instagram. Didn't tell anyone. And I felt like you. Well, I felt like it was. You know, it was. It was. It was too. Too much of a. You. You'd been so bold in your um, judgment of my floating. Yeah. <laughs> and then your conviction that you would yep. never do it, which I knew. I knew because you hate. Yep. You hate a bath. Yeah. You hate claustrophobia. Although you did it. You said in a more open space. Yeah. But it had a profound effect on you.
0: Still. It's still affecting me. So, here's what I have to say. First of all, it was in like a room. It was like a small ensuite bathroom, basically, with a large bathtub built into the ground. So it wasn't like a weird death mermaid
2: shell that you get into. So there was none of that. And because <laughs> like, if it was actually marketed as a death mermaid shell, I actually think you would get into it.
0: <laughs> but I was so desperate, and now I think about it, I was probably quite unwell. And I was just feeling... Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, Yeah. exhausted and desperate and I couldn't unwind. And so I'm like... I was thinking about, oh, Michael always talks about the fucking floating. All right. So I Googled Googled floating in Sydney and I found a place and I specifically found no death mermaid shells. And I went in and I watched a video and, like, you have a shower and you do all the things and then you lay in the water, nude, by the way, Mm -hmm. and... That was a bit confronting, but you shower
2: off, you wash everything. Was it special water? Was it like because my I do one that's like it's like very high in magnesium and it's very all very magnesium, buoyant. so yeah. high in magnesium. Yeah, and
0: also it's set at your skin temperature, so you're not cold. Now, when you first lay back, it was bizarre. I, I've never felt anything like it. Zero gravity, and I started off with a head cushiony thing that they give you, like a Statue of Liberty crown.
2: Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. I
0: realized no. My body was – my brain was perceiving the Statue of Liberty floaty crown. So I needed to go like free ball. I needed just just raw dogging. Just
2: you and the universe. Yeah.
0: So I got rid of it. I threw it away. I cast it aside. I lay there completely floating.
2: I turned the lights off.
0: I opted for music because I thought my brain should not be allowed – Interesting, yeah. – to be in silence, you know. And I lay floating and my little monkey lizard brain – Desperately tried to find something to ricochet off, some point of contact with the water, something, and there was nothing. Mm. And it just, it gave up. It's like the lizard hit the wall and died for a moment and had a cosmic life experience. This is my brain, is the lizard. Okay. And we were just suspended in space and time. I think it's the first time in 44 years that I have been completely relaxed. It was profound.
2: Sounds like it almost spun you out into some sort of existential crisis. It did.
0: It did. I cried and cried and cried for the rest of the day.
2: Did you, did you feel when you're in it? Because when I'm in it, I'm often in this weird space where I'm not entirely sure when I'm fly, floating in and out of consciousness.
0: Yeah. But I also felt weirdly, this is going to sound really woo-woo, I felt all the toxins draining from, like I could see them. I could see them pulling, being pulled from my body. And then I started like talking to myself and saying things like, you know, you are safe, you are valued, you are loved, you are like, and I was getting all these weird mantras. I don't know where I was pulling them from because normally I would judge me if I ever thought those things, but it was just coming to me in the moment. I don't know who I became. And I could I could visualize all the toxins and everything leaving my body. And it was such a strange – it was a weird – it was like I – truly like I left my body. It's the only thing I can – I always talk about wishing I could take my brain out of my head and put it through a car wash. It felt like I did that. (laughs) And then I, of course, like became obsessed with they don't replace the water. They have a filtration system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So before I got in, I really forensically looked for anyone's pubes. That was like my main concern. But they filter the water every three minutes. So apparently the water is actually cleaner than like getting in the ocean or getting in a pool.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's fine. I spent the rest of the day crying. Mm. I didn't sleep well. But since then I've slept much better.
2: You also have had COVID. Can we just say?
0: But I do think I got COVID because my body. Let
2: down its defences. Unclenched. Right, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I've been fighting off shit just with sheer like fucking adrenal tenacity, and I think all my little adrenal soldiers would just they just like let go. Yeah, it's okay, babes. Yeah, and they all lay down their little shields, and then I think yeah. But I really recommend floating, and I'm (laughs) gonna try really hard to get a sponsorship for this show because I'm all about it. The second I can get to another floating facility, I'll be there.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one near, Gravity Float, right, near my place, although I think it's all the pods.
0: No, I'm not doing death mermaid shells. But
2: you can you can leave it open. You don't need to shut it. No,
0: I'm not doing that. No, I went to, I'm not going to say where I went because I want to do it a couple more times and I also want to try and get them to sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's be honest. Every time I mention something, not to tip my own horn, it sells out or it becomes very popular, including ADHD and perimenopause. So... <laughs> 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 Just a little joke, guys. Perimenopause has become very popular. <laughs> Just a little joke, guys. No, if I can find a way to monetize our this thing that I love, and I will. So mm. stand by. <laughs> All right, well, there's my flight. Good, that went on for a bit, much longer than I thought. All right, well, thanks for the year, Michael Lucas.
2: Thanks for the year, Amelia Rossiano.
0: I've really enjoyed it and um, we'll be back January at some point, everybody, I don't know when, but we're having a month off. But during this time you will be getting marriage diaries over the next couple of weeks. So we're not leaving you hanging. All right. Bye! Bye.
1: This is insulation.
0: All right, gang, that's it. Have a wonderful Christmas, however that looks. And remember, if it's hard being around your family, you're allowed to not be around your family. I mean, I'm not talking about the ones you live with because that's unavoidable and inescapable. But if you only see certain relatives once a year and you go out of obligation and you leave those occasions feeling less than or a bit shit, you don't have to go. Here's my permission to you. Go find a friend. Go go be with your animals. Go see a movie. Do something kind to yourself. Don't do stuff out of obligation. Life's too short. Thank you for being here this year. Don't forget, next week you're going to be getting three episodes of The Marriage Diaries plus my chat with Sunny Jane Weiss. They're incredible. They're advocates for the neurodivergent community. It was such an amazing chat and I wanted to put a bit of it out there for everybody to listen to. Their book is out now. I know you're going to love that. So, in fact, while I am saying goodbye for 2023, you're getting four installations next week. (laughs) And three, the following. Then there is going to be a couple of weeks off. There'll be no Thursday yet, but the start of January and we'll be back mid-Jan, better than ever. As a video podcast as well, excuse me. I don't want to say goodbye, but I'm going to. You've been wonderful. You've been marvellous. Thank you for listening, sharing, including, laughing, crying, all the things and be safe. And I will chat to you in 2024 except for the four times next week and the four times, you know what I mean? Love you guys.
1: Bye. Want to spend 2024 helping m continue? Then you should upgrade your experience and join the Extra family with our premium service, m Extra. You'll get two bonus episodes direct to your favourite podcast app every week in an exclusive feed. Currently, that includes a two-parter of the full Q&A that Em and Michael did with our VIPs before the show in Sydney last week, as well as 60 other episodes you've never even heard. Plus, each week we encourage you to ask Em and Michael anything. You'll also get Instagram close friends access, ticket presales, merch discounts with 20% off our Merch You Can Hear range and so much more. You can help M keep this independent neurodivergent business alive by supporting us for less than $2 a week on our yearly plan or less than $2.50 a week on our monthly plan. Sign up now at emsalation.supercast.com. M. Salation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fan with videos by James Henderson. Socials by Benjamin Wosley, M. Rossiano and Marcella Rossiano-Barrow with assistance from Jem Evans and Isabella Hines. Get more Emsulation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast, where you'll find a link in our Instagram bio so you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, join other emsulators at the Emsulation Group on Facebook, follow our YouTube and TikTok channels, buy merch and so much more. The best thing that you can do is share Emsulation with a friend, give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us by hitting the follow button on your favourite podcast app. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.